Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Behind the Racket pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now. Hey, everybody. Mike here uh, from the Doubletree, uh, right by the San Francisco airport. Listen, we have, over the next couple of days, regardless of when you're hearing this, there are three podcasts that we're dropping over the next couple of days. Number one is an interview with Michael Moe, who won the Fairfield Challenger on Sunday. Um, Didn't lose a set during the entire week. It was his seventh challenger title. So we do have an interview with Michael Moe that's dropping on Monday. On Tuesday, we will be getting to Noah Rubin and his decision to take up pickleball and why. And then on Wednesday, a full Behind the Racket profile with Sam Riffis, the 2021 NCAA champion while at the University of Florida, who is now into his professional career since graduating in the summer. So all three of these will be dropping. You'll hear this intro on all three of them, so you can skip ahead just about one minute to get to uh, the interviews and also Noah as well. Um, But thank you so much for listening to the Behind the Racket pod, and more is coming up next week. Uh, Mike, uh, congratulations. The seventh title for you, and I think most importantly, two in the stretch of about a month. And I was saying during the broadcast today, it has been a very long time where you, since you've been able to put together a long stretch where you're healthy. How has it been over the last, say, let's say four or five months that's just allowed you to play at the level you're comfortable with? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things because, you know, at times this year I wasn't winning that much. And at times this year I wasn't getting the most out of my game. But the, I always said the one positive I was telling everyone on my team is, like, I'm playing. Like, I'm able to play every single week. 
you know, win or lose, I'm giving myself an opportunity every single week. And, you know, eventually it's going to click. And I really felt that. Like, I felt like my level was there. I was really putting in the work, putting in more work than ever. I was caring about all the details. And that's why I was healthy. Um, and it was almost confusing, like, some of the results I had. But now, obviously, it's all coming together. And I think 100%, like, if I were to, let's say, like, play U.S. Open and then miss a couple months, I wouldn't have these results. But when you can just play week in and week out and give yourself opportunity week in and week out, it's going to click. And that's what happened. And I was actually just kind of – it kind of came to me as we were broadcasting today during the final. The fact that you've had to stop so many times over the last several years for months at a time, that's really hard for your coaching situation too. Because, I mean, coaches, especially at the challenger level, they have to have consistency and payment themselves. I imagine that that has really been a headache for you to deal with over the last few years. 100%, yeah. Because, I mean, I've had to, you know, go in between, like, because obviously when the last time I won two challengers in a short span, I was working with Waske, mm -hmm. and I think he's an unbelievable coach. And I always think he's an unbelievable coach. He really helped me, and, you know, he got me to top 100 pretty quick. Um, but just, like, the fact that I was out for five months – he was in Germany. I was in the States. I was doing rehab by myself. Like, it almost felt like he was no longer part of the team, you know, even though, like, he was. It's just the logistics of it. And then, obviously, it's unfortunate that I couldn't play on tour, so yeah. he couldn't travel with me. Um, and then after a while, you know, I just felt like it was better to have a coach probably that lived closer to me. Um, but now I'm really thankful. I feel like I have a great situation now with Zach. I feel like, you know, we relate really well to each other. We connect really well. And I think he has a very good tennis mind. Yeah. You know, I don't think people see maybe that side of him, but he actually has a very good tennis mind. Yeah, so what has been the biggest thing he's been able to bring? Because you mentioned it's only been about a month. What, what has been the biggest thing that he's been able to bring over the last couple of weeks? I really think, like, he's been able to, you know, understand my skill sets and understand, like, how I can best approach winning matches. And that doesn't always mean, because some of the coaches I work with, like, they kind of want me to go away from some of my skill sets, which is, I think, counterproductive. I think I need to add to my game, but I still think I'm a, I'm a really good athlete, and I need to use that part. You know, I can't just serve and, you know, go for a winner right away. Yeah. Like, I'm not using my athleticism then. You know, I think he understands that, and he understands the balance of, okay, we need to be aggressive, but we don't need to go too far down that spectrum because – that's counterproductive. And I feel like he just understands my game and he understands how I'm going to be able to succeed in the best way possible. Yeah, these courts in particular are, are pretty slow, higher bouncing. Um, so you can get into a lot of lengthy points where you're able to just consistently generate depth and depth and depth and open up the court. Um, these two weeks in Northern California, you've won Tiburon in the past. Now you've won this one as well. What is it about these courts, uh, particularly this one here in Fairfield? Yeah, I think this area, like, I don't know what it is exactly. Definitely, I think it's a beautiful area. And just being here, I feel like it boosts your morale, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, especially Tiburon, yeah. you know? And we've been staying in the, the city in San Fran. Yeah. And we've been making this drive, and it's just beautiful. Like, yeah. you go across the Golden Gate Bridge, and, you know, you're seeing all these mountains, like, the scenery, like, every single day, like, to win a match and then drive back, see all that. It's just amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I just think it really helps like your overall mood and little things like that sometimes separate wins or losses. Like people don't understand like the, the details are the things that really separate wins and, uh, wins and losses. It's very small margins. And I really also think that the weather here kind of suits me. Um, it's impossible to get tired. So yeah. I can run side to side 
every single point for yeah. three hours and yeah. I won't get tired. And I think that's something that helps me. And then on top of that, because of the cooler air, the ball doesn't quite like fly through the air as much. Yes. It kind of grabs. Yes. So I feel like I have more control here. Um, and I've always felt very comfortable playing tennis here. Like every since, ever since I came here in 2016 yeah. and I made my run in Tiburon, I've always felt very comfortable playing here. Um, one thing that has really stuck with me over the last couple of years, Mike, is your ability to bounce back. And I'm going to bring up a negative moment as, as Charlottesville a few years ago, right? Um, you came back and won the next week in Knoxville. And I know that was a pretty emotional win for you. Last week, a really difficult loss from 5-1 up in the third. A lot of players that can have a hangover effect, it can carry over into the next tournament. How have you been able over the years to just flip a switch and just turn it on in the next week? I think sometimes those losses, and I would say the toughest loss for me this year was U.S. Open because I was up 6-2, 5-2 against Jill uh, Simon, yeah. and I ended up losing that, and that was like a heartbreaker. Yeah. You know, that really crushed me, and um, I really took time to say, like, okay, what can I do outside of tennis? Like, what can I do to, like, just make me a better person? And, like, I really tried to challenge myself, like, right after that horrific loss, and um, I started reading books. I started, like, talking to psychologists. Like, I started just really, like, broadening my horizon. And I was challenging myself to get better. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, whenever you have some of those losses and you really challenge yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, okay, there's a reason that happened. How can I fix it? And that's what I did. And, uh, you know, obviously last week, like you said, another tough loss. But, you know, I took it in stride. Last yeah. week I took it in stride. I knew my game was there. He ended up winning the tournament. Um... And I knew that if I could just keep on doing the same thing, I had a very good chance of doing what he did last week. Yeah. Well, it's it's been very impressive to watch. Um, and, yeah, this this week, not losing a set, just very composed. Um, and now you're, you're back to where I think all, all of us have known you're capable of being. Um, I went and did the math. It looks like it's about 100 points by year end, and then you're back inside the top 100 is, is kind of what you're looking at. Um, I know that means something to you. How are you going to approach a week off and then the last four tournaments of the year? I mean, I'm going to approach it the same way I approached every single one of these weeks post-U.S. Open. You know, I'm going to come in really hungry, win or lose. You know, I can live with the fact if I, you know, stick to my game plan every single point, I don't take points off. And, you know, even if things are going um, array or things are not going quite as I, as, as I planned, you know, just stick to playing every single point. And I'm not going to lose a match because mentally I wasn't there. That's it. Like, if, if I lose a match because I didn't execute, I can live with that. But if I lose a match because I wasn't mentally there and that's happened in the past, that's something I can't live with because that's the thing that you can control within yourself. And, you know, I think that's the most important thing, especially going into the end of the year. There's a lot of guys that are ready to check out, and I don't want to be one of them. Some big steps for you, Mike. Uh, really well done this week. Congratulations. It's been a great couple of weeks. And, Really happy for you. Congratulations. Thanks a lot, Mike. Good to, good to have you back. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.